Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of I Love That For You. Today we're going to be getting into some recaps of last week and just starting out the week good. Today's Monday as I'm recording, but we're going to recap everything that's happened. Um, I kind of started out the week pretty sick which was really discouraging, especially as I've been trying to start my routine of getting up early. But one thing I've learned is you truly have to listen to your body. And the allergy season in Texas is no freaking joke. Like, it takes people's souls. I swear. Everyone came in to work this week feeling the pollen, the... I think it's some sort of, um, I want to say like elm or oak. I don't know. I'm not a tree person. I didn't do well in plants in our world. Uh, When I took that class in college, it was actually the worst grade I've ever gotten in my life in a class. Um, But anyway, uh, this was a really hard week because I had to get out of my routine and listen to my body and take care of it. So I couldn't wake up early and do the stuff I wanted to. But I think the biggest thing about that is learning to still pick it up after it doesn't go the way that you want. So after I started to feel a little bit better, I could breathe. I finally got back into the gym and I still went to my weekly Pilates class and I freaking killed it and my body feels great and I was able to recover. I did a great workout today. So overall, just like feeling super freaking good and I found my headphone because I know last week, if you listened, you heard one morning I woke up and I could not find one of my headphones and I prayed to St. Anthony and I swear in this exact same area I looked, I found it and I couldn't believe that that happened. So that just shows you like something can be right in front of your face and you can still miss it. And everything is found and everything happens in the right timing. So I found my headphone and I got back my regular headphones. So we're vibing in the gym now. I don't have to use my old like broken down headphones, but I love them. And I love that I still have that option to pull them out of the box and get them working but uh, I'm definitely grateful to have my regular headphones back so I can be killing it. But St. Anthony has truly been there for me in the most dire of times. Like I remember when I was taking part four boards, which actually this weekend will be a year since I took it. How freaking insane. But um, you need your ID every day of testing. And I checked out of my hotel. I had all my stuff in my friend's car. And we were about to go in. And I was like, holy fuck, I can't find my ID. And I swear, I have never had this feeling happen to me again. But my anxiety rose so high. And I legitimately felt my knees go weak. 
like what I felt that behind me like literally my knees went out from under me and I couldn't breathe and I was like looking for my headphone I'm excuse me my headphones I was looking for my ID everywhere in my bag I had one of my other friends look and she's like I can't find it and then my friend Megan who is also a St. Anthony prayer girl she literally was like let's pray to St. Anthony she looks through the same exact bag same exact pocket that everyone else looked through and homegirl found it like what St. Anthony truly God bless him love him I didn't I also looked him up before I recorded this episode and I did not know he's also the saint of love so maybe it's like lost connections maybe he's bringing in all the good vibes but either way we love St. Anthony he is truly that bitch okay because you lose something you pray to him you're gonna find it you're gonna find it don't worry about it it's coming back to you you are gonna find it because saint anthony has got your back okay so since i just moved to austin i've been working on getting myself out there and trying to make friends and do different things and just putting myself in good positive environments so last week i actually went to an elevate austin women in business getting shit done type of event and it was really amazing to go it was kind of scary and nerve-wracking at the same time because I knew no one there and I just was like I'm not even really in business I mean being a chiropractor you I have my own business but I haven't fully developed it the way that I've wanted to but I was like screw it either way I'm gonna meet like-minded women and I'll have a cool event to go to which was funny because this topic of the event was wine and they had a winemaker do the speech for the event which by the way she was super cool I think you can look up her wine brand her wine brand it's called um wine for the people or for the people wine I don't know don't quote me on it but Texas if you google Texas wine wine for the people I'm sure it will come up and it's a female-owned brand and she was just speaking about her progression in the industry and the kind of I think it was at this point an almost 20-year journey and how she kind of started as like working in the restaurant business as like a waiter and just progressed through the stages of her life and it was super cool to hear and understand where she was coming from and how you don't always like the journey is always like like it's so much easier to look at where you've been from a forward position and look back on it and be like oh my god it all makes sense it all added up I did this and I did this and it, it was all for a reason and it led me to the creation of, in her case, a whole company. And for me, I think 
when I make decisions to do things, I don't always know the impact that they're going to have on my life, but I've been trusting that I'm doing the right things with the same core message. So for instance, last night I was driving and I was listening to old voice notes that I record for myself because there's one thing I know about myself is I cannot journal for the life of me. I have tried so many times to pick it up, but the only thing that I've been able to like stay true to is the regular voice notes. So I went through and I was listening to how I felt as I moved to, uh, as I was moving to Dallas. And even before that, when I thought I was going to move to South Florida and in the voice note of South Florida, I was explaining to myself like why I wanted to move to this place. And it was so funny because those core values are still exactly the same. Like I'm moving to put myself in rooms with people who I feel are like-minded and put myself in places where I feel like I can grow and I can become the person that I want to be. Like I've been so true to the person who I am inside is on her way out to being expressed. And that might have been a little bit of a, not a tongue twister, but a little jumbled sentence. But as I'm progressing through everything that I'm doing, I'm becoming more myself. Like I'm aligning more with my purpose, with how I feel on the inside. And it's just slowly getting expressed. And that was honestly like one of the reasons I went to that event. I want to be a girl who, or a woman who puts herself around people who are driven, motivated. They want to accomplish things. They love travel. They love art. They love just like, I don't know, just like I want to be around some bad bitches all the time. Like I love promoting women and I love having conversations with people who are also in the process of trying to grow as an individual. (coughs) Oh my goodness. I'm telling you guys, allergies. Allergies are hitting. But yeah, so, and I met some really great people and I was able to connect and I was able to just meet people that I am so looking forward to connect with. And just, I'm really proud of myself that I, I moved here two weeks ago, three weeks ago, or yeah, well at this point kind of a month ago, cause I really left my house on October 3rd. I always like think of my official move date as the time that I moved into my apartment, but now that I'm thinking about it, really October 3rd was my official move date. So I've been here about a month and I'm just really proud of everything that I've accomplished in this time and I'm continually seeing the strength in everything that I do and it's getting easier and easier to put myself in rooms that I want to be in because I know sometimes it's like you can get to the place where you're like okay, I know I need to do this. I know I need to go to this event or I really want to meet people that are interested in the same things that I'm interested in. And when I lived in like outside the Dallas area, like in Frisco, 
I used to be like, oh, my excuse for not doing it is it's so far, so I can't, like, it's going to take me this long to drive there, and when I get there, I have to be like, oh, I don't really live there, like, and it's hard to connect with people who live downtown when you live outside of town, but when I was, like, debating if I should go to the event or not, I was like, bro, like, you live in Austin, like, you wanted to be in this position, you finally are in this position, now let's act, like, you put yourself in rooms that you want to be in, whether it feels comfortable or not, just putting yourself in the room, you would get, eventually get to the point where you are comfortable with it, and you are allowing growth into your life, and I've made certain actions along the way that I'm extremely proud of and I feel like they're just leading me to the place that I want to go. I don't know my full end destination. No one knows what's going to happen in their life or what they're going to experience, the highs, the lows, everything. But when you open yourself up to the possibilities or you have an intention that you're setting. So my intention of going to that meeting was to put myself in a room of women who are like-minded and to get myself going. And at least the worst thing that I did was like eat free charcuterie. Like, cool. Like, if that's all I got out of that event was free charcuterie, then I'm winning. It's the low expectations and then exceeding that by just having the experience and enjoying yourself and enjoying the process of it. Because when you allow good things to come in because you're open to them, like unmatched, truly unmatched vibes. And that's what I've been really working on. And like this weekend, I'm going to an alcohol-free event. Um, It's going to be really cool. It's at a park and there's going to be a DJ. And they're promoting a seltzer brand that's alcohol-free. And I am so excited to go and so excited to get myself out there and just like continue to meet new people and to be a part of the community because I'm trying to grow my community and grow my home here and you can't do that by sitting on your couch you really can't and I don't even have a couch here so that was part of the whole reason I never wanted to have my furniture or I not never because like I mean who wouldn't want their furniture to be moved with them but by making myself physically uncomfortable in my apartment and not to say that I'm like completely uncomfortable because I love my apartment I'm very comfortable there but to make it not easy for myself to just say oh you know what like I'm just gonna stay home and watch a tv show like I'm feeling tired I don't really want to go out like don't give yourself those small excuses to stay in and keep things the same Like, no matter where you are, you can find events near you and find stuff that interests you or lights you up or puts you in a situation where you might meet people that you can 
bring into your life and give yourself a more full experience of the things that matter to you. But that's the biggest part is figuring out what matters to you. Once you find that, it's up from here. It's up because like so many people don't understand what they want and what they're doing and how that reflects the life that they're creating for themselves. So figure out what matters, figure out what you're going to embrace. Like the new year's coming up. We're in the last two months of 2022. And if 2023, you want to bring in new energy, take time to sit with yourself. What do you like doing? What could you try? Where could you find people that are like-minded and put yourself in those rooms? Because I promise you, if you go out of your way to put yourself in rooms, good things happen. And you'd be so surprised the amount of people that are still trying to draw in people to their lives as well. Like you don't need to be around the same people that do the same things that you've you did 10 for the last 10 freaking years. Like if you have the desire to change and grow, invite that energy in. And I I know I've said it already, but beautiful things are on their way once you do that. And I truly think that goes along with, um, I've been listening to a lot of Ed Milet, which Ed Milet, if you don't know who he is, look him up, follow him on Instagram, listen to his podcast, read his books. He has some great books. Um, the one more, the power of one more or the one more, I don't know, either one. Great book. I audio booked that and I got so much out of it and that's like a consistent principle that stays in my mind since reading that book. It's like you can always like build your confidence on showing yourself that you can do the more for yourself. So like if you're in the gym and you say I'm going to do 10 sets of three and you do that extra 10 sets or that extra set or you do that one extra rep. It shows yourself that you're capable of doing more than what you set out to do. It just invites more into your life. And that's all we're trying to do here. And I've been listening to his podcast. I had to drive to Dallas yesterday. And I listened to probably three hours of Ed Milet. And then I had to turn him off. And because he advised that I sit with myself in silence and invite that into my life. So I sat with myself in silence and talked to myself, as I always do, because I wanted to check in with how I feel. And one of the biggest things that he talked about throughout all the episodes is you're so much closer to your dreams than you even realize. And a lot of times when we feel like the things that we want are so far away, we'll create actions in our life to prove to ourselves that they still are far away. Like if you, let's say, let's go super broad. Uh, You want to eventually own a beautiful house. So you feel as though this house is something that 
you're not going to be able to have for 10 years. So in the present, you don't act like someone who is about to get a house. You are spending your money frivolously. You're not saving. You're not doing anything positive that would bring in the possibility of you having that house because you feel as though that's something that you can't have right now. And by setting in that mindset, you're not attracting the house that you want. You're attracting whatever current situation you're already in. And when you start to realize that everything that you want can be right around the corner, your actions start to correspond. So for me, I want my podcast to be a super successful thing. I want to grow it. I want to be able to say I have 50,000 listeners or 100,000 listeners and I'm a top 10 podcast in the world. Those are the dreams that I have. And if I continue to feel like that's not something I can have right now, I might not make actions and make steps to growing my podcast in the present. It's something where if you set the intention for it and your actions represent that in the now, I'm so close to drawing that in. Whether that happens... Tomorrow, next year, two years from now, six months from now, I don't know. I can't personally predict this, but what I do know is if I don't focus on growing that and bringing that energy into my life, I will never have it. If I keep pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off, it will still be in the future. It might happen eventually, but I'm not doing anything now if I don't set my intentions to. So be careful with how you live your life. Be very clear on what you're trying to get out of this experience that we call life. And it might not take you... You might not have the answers right now to what you're trying to bring into this world. What is your purpose? Yada, 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 yada. That's something super deep that some people aren't at the point in their life that they can say, I have this goal and this is what I'm going after right now because this is my purpose. But maybe you can start with what are my core values? Do you believe in service? Do you believe in spreading love? Do you believe in, I don't know, do you like swimming? Like, is that something essential to the life that you want to live? When you act like your dreams are really far away, they always will be. When you set intentions to bring things into your life that you want in the now you're magnifying the possibility of what's to come. Like I said, no one has a clear idea of what's going to come in the future. Anything could happen. Roadblocks are thrown in. Surprises and beautiful things happen that you weren't expecting at all. But when you keep that image of what you want it, wanting being so far away 
it will never be right there. So isn't it drastically brave or is it courageous to start to live your life like the person you say you want to be in 10 years? What would happen if you were that girl today, if you were that guy today? All that can be attracted and brought in comes from that. So magnify your dreams. Don't minimize them. Don't tell yourself that they're too far away or you don't have X, Y, and Z so you're not worthy of everything that you want. You are so worthy of anything that pops into your brain. And I've said that before. I will say it again. I will say it till I'm blue in my face. You're worthy of everything you desire and it's in your brain for a reason. So continue to magnify that in your life. Magnify the good. Magnify your intentions. Create an environment for all your desires to come in. Do it. I swear to God, if you dedicate one year to magnifying all the good that you want to bring into your life, you will be so unrecognizable in that next year. If I could tell you like a year ago today, if I told, if like you, if I was talking to myself, if I told myself a year ago today that we'd be sitting right here doing all this shit, I would have probably been like, what? Really? Like, cause I, there's certain things that I wanted and I had in front of me. And a lot of those things have come in in so many different ways in packages that I didn't expect, but in such a beautiful way that happened in its own timing and how I want. Like, I'm walking to do things. I live so close to downtown. I love the life that I'm living and I love the schedule that I have. And I remember this time last year, I was being told that the things that I wanted were not possible by people who were ahead of me in the profession. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, what? Like, you're telling me that what I want isn't possible? They were like, "Uh, good luck getting that. And guess what, bitch? I have it. I got what I set out for. Did it happen the way I thought? No. Did it have a lot of bumps in the road? Yes. Was it, like crying all the time and upset and trying to figure out what was best for me? Yes. Did I struggle a lot along the way? Hell fucking yeah, I did. But I'm sitting here today as a person that I dreamed of because I decided to make actions and set intentions and bring in things to my life that were going to magnify what I wanted. We're the sum of all the people that we're surrounded by. And I truly believe I've surrounded myself with not only positive friends, but positive mentors that don't even know that they're my mentors. Like people like Ed Milet, Jay Shetty, um, Alex Toussaint on Peloton, like all of these people that are like feeding my brain and all the books that I've read and all the things that I'm trying to bring in it's like, it's up, it's up. And that positive vibe is carrying forward. I'm listening to people that are telling me that what I want is possible. 
And it's okay to have people who seem realistic. It's okay to keep people in your life that are going to check you on certain things. But make sure you have people who are going to tell you that what you want is possible. That give you that positive motivation. That let you know that your dreams can come true. And look at people whose dreams have come true. Like, read books of people who have manifested everything they want and more. Bring that positive energy around you. Be fucking delusional. And just watch the blessings come in. Believe it. Receive it. That's it. Boom. So if you're like me, you've been listening to all the new music that's been coming out. And uh, one of the most recent releases is Drake and 21 Savage. And there's been a lot of backlash around the album. But I don't want to kind of talk just about the backlash around the album. I really want to discuss how smart of a marketing genius Drake is because if you look at everything that he's put out around this album whether it's the Vogue cover or the um the the Howard Stern (laughs) the Howard Stern interview or even the Saturday Night Live spoof like They've marketed this this album in such a genius way because they're bringing in, like, all these really famous media, like, people normally go on press tours to promote albums and they talk to people, but instead of going on an actual press tour, these men have recreated their own press tour using all of the media It's crazy. Like, if you've seen it, like, it looks completely real. It looks like Drake's on the cover of Vogue with 21 Savage. But no, that's, they created a fake Vogue. It looks like they're at Howard Stern. Nope, they're not at Howard Stern. It looks like they're freaking on SNL with Michael B. Jordan. And it makes sense that they would have Michael B. Jordan. Because, uh, his movie's coming out. And, uh, her loss... He says it's the most relatable album out there. Um, he, her loss, he's talking to Lori Harvey right fucking there. So it's just, first of all, genius. And I've loved Drake for years, but everything that swirls around about him in the media, I, I'm having a hard time wholeheartedly loving him, but I think that's another thing that gets us all really fucked up is are celebrities supposed to be truly loved or can you appreciate their art and not appreciate them as a person? Like you don't go to the mechanic. Like I got my windshield repaired today and I chose the service off of Honestly, I went on, called a bunch of people, saw who was going to give me the best price, and I went to them. So I was getting something out of that service that I needed and getting a price that I needed. 
but I didn't go in and try and find someone to repair my windshield who I thought was the most stand up. I knew his views. I knew what I was putting money into. I knew what my money represented and all that stuff. We don't do that with everyday commodities. You're not going to the grocery store and eyeing the company or excuse me, eyeing the cashier and asking them of their political, their thoughts on different events in this world. You just don't do it. And sometimes when we do do it, we have the choice to make a decision of whether we want to support a company or not support a company based on their beliefs. But a lot of times people don't do in-depth research. Whereas celebrities, they are brands. Drake is a whole brand. He, and again, marketing genius. Because if you look at what he's saying with his trilogy of albums, Certified Lover Boy, Honestly Nevermind, and Her Loss. So he literally has a trilogy of albums saying things. So Certified Lover Boy was a little bit more lovey-dovey. He had Thames. He had us in our feels for some of the songs. He also was just like, just some bangers in that album too. Way too sexy. Definitely listen to that before a date to like hype my energy up. But um, honestly, never mind was like, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that album. It was a tribute to Virgil. Our rest in peace, Virgil. Off-White is a beautiful brand. The message behind his brand is just look into it if you haven't looked into it at all on what he wanted Off-White to stand for. But then you have Her Loss. And Her Loss is the beginning of toxic, petty, Drake is a Scorpio, people. He is the most petty bitch out there. I'm sorry. Scorpio men, petty. Petty, petty kings. The kings of petty, petty. Okay? So, when he released this, I think he was clearly trying to send some type of petty message out there into the world. And... He has the line about Megan the Stallion, which some people have interpreted as he was saying Megan the Stallion was lying. Other people have said he's lying. About, he's talking about girls lying about getting ass shots. But either way, he has us all talking about this album. Whether you support him in what he's saying, whether you hate what he said, everyone is still talking about this album and you have to recognize he's not going to make a statement on it he did all his fake press so there's going to be no one asking the question what did you mean by this he even talks about Serena Williams husband who he calls her him a groupie which I'm sorry but I would love my man to be my own groupie, my own personal groupie. Hype me the fuck up. Tell me I'm the baddest bitch out there. But again, he's being a petty king right now. He's rolling out the pettiness in this album. So you have to take it away of like, 
or take it from a standpoint of is this a piece of art or is this his actual opinions of things and I think in music and in any expression that someone puts out there you'll hear stories even about podcast hosts that don't actually think and feel what they are saying on the camera but they're amping up some type of persona for you to consume because isn't it more fun when you can one protect yourself and your own personal beliefs but you're also catering to an image that the world wants to see of you so I think it's very hard to take this piece of music this piece of art and take it as this is Drake's message this is who he is he's awful because he said this or he's great because he said that whatever can't we just look at it as music it he uses double entendres all the time he's used them for years there's a million in that album and it's clever and it's smart but don't you think a clever smart individual would be trying to provoke you trying to bring up some bullshit like he's not stupid and even little Yachty went on and said Drake won't ever comment on this but this is not what he meant or whatever and we'll never know because I'm guessing he will never comment on it because at the end of the day it's up to your interpretation and clearly this line upset Megan the Stallion and rightfully so you he's being petty he's calling in her name and calling in the shooting situation that previously happened and it's awful that someone would use the situation but at the same time is he using the situation and is this going to change people's opinions of him maybe but at the end of the day he's still making money off of you whether you hate him or love him so it's up to you to decide how you feel about the person that's creating content that you're consuming do you want like we never know celebrities we all think we know them but we've created these narratives of who they are based on the little information that they gave us and even when they do documentaries or do different things you're seeing a side of them that they want you they're curating for you to see and they're making money off of it they're getting fans over it they're losing fans over it but either way it's a money game and we're all biting since we've brought up drake i kind of wanted to talk about in this episode something a little more light-hearted because i don't know we've been talking about like pretty heavy personal growth and self growth topics lately and i like to lighten it up throw in a few funny zingers so i'm gonna make fun of myself today and we're gonna talk about my virginity story because there's one thing everyone has except for virgins and they still have it is a virginity story 
And Drake is very integral integral to my virginity story because one, I lost my virginity on Drake's birthday. He dropped three songs that night. It was October 28th, 2014. I was a young senior at Portland High School and I had gone up to Orono to lose my virginity to my little boyfriend. And I do have to say, there was a lot of pressure on my end for me losing my virginity because I felt very like I was too slow with it. And I was like, oh my God, I got my first boyfriend. I'm like, I need to lose my virginity. It's on my list. I need to check it off. It was like, um, like literally a checklist. Like, okay, got the boyfriend. Check. Okay, now it's time to lose the virginity. Check. So, we had been dating for like two weeks. Like, uh, and to be fair, okay, so let's bring it back a little bit. I literally planned for this to happen. I, okay, so... I had a psychic tell my dad's wife that she thought I was going to get a boyfriend my, in the year. And this was like junior, end of junior year that she said this. So she was like, she's going to get a boyfriend soon. And I was like, word, where, tell me, who do I need to call? Where's he coming from? Who is he? Because honestly, at school, there were no options. Like, I I was not having anything go right for me in terms of Portland men. There was just nothing open for me. All the, all the options were crossed out. So, I was like, where is he coming from? I don't know. But I was just like, oh my God, when's it going to happen? <laughs> And I ended up taking a trip to Aruba, and that is where I met my first boyfriend. And after I got back, I had an appointment, a doctor's appointment, and I had literally basically yelled at my mom and was like, we're going on birth control. You are putting me on birth control, ma'am. There's nothing else you can say or do anymore. It is happening. I want to go on birth control and I don't even understand why. Well, I do understand why I wanted to go on birth control because I was like, I'm having sex and I'm not having a baby. But my mom didn't know I had this plan to have sex with the guy that I had met in Aruba. She just knew I wanted to get on birth control and she was very against it because she had had a negative experience with it herself. But me being me, I was like, I'm on a mission. Like, this is the year I lose my virginity. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, baby. Buts maybe about it. (laughs) But anyway, so I got myself on birth control, and this was August. I didn't even start dating this man until like, oh, like September or something. I don't know. Actually, no, I'm lying to you. I didn't start dating him until October because it was Columbus Day weekend that we like made it official. And how we made it official is actually one of the most embarrassing stories of my life. We're literally watching a commercial and it's about X-Men. And I was like, 
Are you my ex-man? What? Like, what does that even mean, bro? Like, are you my ex-man? That more means, are you my ex? Like, and that's how I got into a relationship. That's how you know that, like, everything was wrong from the jump. From the jump. Not it. But either way. So we start dating Columbus Day weekend. And... Like, we, like, had made out pretty heavy, I'm pretty sure. Like, we were just, like, grossly all over each other all the time. Like, uh, like, it was just, meh. It was, like, not it. But for everyone around us. And, like, really not it in any way. Because that was, like, majority of our connection, I feel, was the, like, we were just sexual horn dogs. Like, how everyone is at 18. You just want to fuck. And want to make out and want to be like gross little puppy love people but anyway so I am literally asking this man to be my boyfriend and then I don't see him for two weeks and I finally got my mom to okay the fact that I could go up to visit him and my other friend also had a boyfriend that was in college so we're like let's both go up this weekend we can hang out with our college boyfriends while we're still in high school super cool and literally we never saw each other for one but two my mom would not let me stay at his apartment I had to stay at my uncle's house So, I'm sleeping at my uncle's house on a futon while I have a curfew of 2 a.m. where I can go hang out with my boyfriend until 2 a.m. And I'm like, Miss Ma'am, the only thing you're taking away is the time that I could be sleeping. Like, 2 a.m.? You're letting me go over there until then? Like, what do you think is happening from in those hours? Those are prime sexual hours, okay? Like, if you're going to fuck, you fuck before 2 a.m. and then you sleep. And it was really actually fucking hilarious because I go over and I tell him, I was like, hey... I'm ready. Let's have sex. And he's like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. I've been waiting for this my whole life. All 17 years I've been waiting to get a man's penis inside of me. And today is the day. (laughs) So I freaking... uh, I freaking say that to him. And he's like, okay, okay. So... We're hanging out, and I have to drive home, so I'm not drinking, but he got alcohol from a friend, and he's drinking with his roommates, and we're all sitting there. Yeah, he had roommates, so everyone was over. They're all drinking, and then, like, we finally, like, go to his room probably around, like, 10 p.m., 11 p.m., because I think his roommate went out, and we stayed in. And we're hanging out. And then he's, like, drunk. 
and we're about to do the sex part. So this man is drunk, has whiskey dick. Also, I'm sure he's nervous as hell to be taking a young child's virginity. I was 17. I wasn't like young, young. 17. But I was just like, yeah, this is, this is the moment. This is, this is it. So we, we do it. We have sex. And I'm like, what? Like, is this supposed to be enjoyable? Like, I've heard people like this. Isn't this supposed to feel good? And yeah, it did not. It did not. I mean, it was probably one of the worst experiences because one, he couldn't get hard. Two, when he did, I was like, sir, what is this? And then he's like, do you want to get on top? And like, I got on top and I was like, I don't know what you do on top. Like, do you just sit there? Do you wiggle, wiggle, wiggle? Like, what do you do? And it just, like, was a shit show. Front, back, top, whatever, shit show. And I'm just, like, astounded that I waited 17 years for bullshit. Like, the worst thing. Like, not good at all. I waited this long, and it was... And I didn't even wait long. Let's be real. 17 years is nothing. Some people are still waiting and they're like 30 something. And hats off to them. I love that for them. I was just too... I had too much FOMO. And that's so sad because I had sex because of FOMO. Not because I love somebody. Not because I saw a future with them just because I wanted to get something checked off my list. And I mean, the one thing I had going for me was at least I wasn't losing it to another virgin, which in some ways I feel like that is more magical because then you're both just like, oh, we're, we don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it together. No, he had already had sex. I think I was like the fifth person he had sex with or something. Like he was a little horny horn dog freshman or something. Or I don't know if he had sex in high school. I don't think so. I don't remember. I'm not here to reveal his sexual history. That's his own business. But it was just like, okay, that's one plus. He's not a virgin, so he supposedly knows what he's doing, but not really. Because guys in college, they know one of two things. Ground and pound or fucking missionary doggy style. But still, the whole motto is ground and pound. So that is what they know. I mean, granted, he was not ground and pound like it. I He didn't hurt me at all. It was not uncomfortable for me to have sex. It was uncomfortable because I was losing my virginity. But I also didn't have a hymen, I will say. Nothing ever like 
like popped or like I know people talk about their hymen happening and then they bleed after sex nope none of that happened for me and if it did for you like I'm happy for you that you got to experience that wives tale that people tell but I think with sports I probably broke my hymen on my own at some point in my life but either way not like not something that I'm very glad I did not have to go through experience that experiencing that because not it not it but I will say I am sad that I lost my only experience to have sex with a virgin because now I would never I mean never say never but I don't think that is advisable as a 25 year old woman to have sex with a virgin like a man waiting for marriage is a very interesting concept that I support obviously if there is a man waiting for marriage but at this point in my life I think I've had enough sex that I don't want to go back I need someone with experience that knows what they're doing that has developed their skills because sex is a skill it is a craft is an expression of art and I don't want to go back to ground and pound it's not for me I've learned against it but I will say my roommate in college took multiple virginities of men and hats off to that bitch let's get a round of applause that girl did God's work taking men's virginities That is God's work right there. As a female, to be experienced and take virginities, God bless. God bless. But anyway, after I had sex, I was like, okay, that's it? That's that? Like, people like doing this? What? So I went and I looked up, like, what is an orgasm because I think at one point he like asked me if I had an orgasm and I was like yeah totally I totally did and I did not I didn't know what an orgasm was I also didn't know because like I know I've mentioned it before but I started masturbating at a super young age um So I didn't know that I was giving myself orgasms. I didn't know what they were. I just knew shit felt good. I was like, "Mm, I can do that by myself and it feels great. When I do it with you, it doesn't quite feel like I wanted it to. Like, because I think I had an image of like me masturbating was going to be like magnified and that was sex And at that point in time, that was not what happened. But, so I Googled and I was like, what's an, like, is it always this bad? And I went through a bunch of Cosmopolitan articles because that was the Bible on sex back then for women. Like, if you had a sex question, you went to Cosmo. She was that bitch. Or you watched Sex in the City and you pieced together little answers and options and whatever. Nowadays, young kids have the resources of 
the world because they have podcasts that talk about sex. They have freaking TikToks talking about all this stuff. Like, they have resources to figure their lives out. We had to look up magazine articles, and those were censored like a motherfucker. So, our information was little and lacking. But I'm proud of these kids. They can really figure out what they need to do before they do it. And be educated not only on the actual act of sex, but they can be educated on how to protect themselves and learn from the stories of other women that have had experiences and understand what's right and what's not right in the bedroom. And I would like to say that is a beautiful advancement for society. I know everyone knocks social media and TikToks and like how we're all becoming consumed with our phones, but sometimes our phones are providing life-saving information, especially in the bedroom for women. So hats off to social media for getting shit together on that topic. Brava. Brava. But overall, I will say... I do not regret the experience because I feel as though even though it happened in a very rushed, I probably could have stood to wait a little bit longer and have it not just be a checked box on my list. But back then I was a very check box kind of girl. Um, it was rushed, but at the same time it was in a safe environment where I felt appreciated and respected and catered to as a female and that's really all you can ask for in that experience so or you can ask for more trust me you can ask for a lot more but the basics there were present and I'm I do not regret the experience because it has made me who I am today and now I can talk about the awkwardness of it in my podcast which beautiful circle of life here people because I will tell like so many people know my story of how I lost my virginity I love to tell stories about things that have happened in my life so really my whole life being in a podcast is quite full circle for me but anyway it's if there's one thing that I can say it's don't rush life and don't rush connection because you only get one opportunity to lose your virginity and once it's gone it's gone and whatever meaning it has to you treasure that meaning and make sure you're doing everything on your terms because that's the most important thing and it was on my terms and it was something that I wanted to do So it's important that you understand what, one, what it means to you, and two, protect yourself. Use condoms, do all the good stuff, make sure your partner respects you as a human being. I have to say these things. I know majority of the people listening, y'all have lost your virginity about 10 years ago. Oh my God, some people really have lost their virginity 10 years ago that I'm friends with. That's a long time. It's a long time ago to have sex. But either way, like, biggest thing with sex, 
respect, love, just feeling safe in that environment and honoring your body and having the other person respected in the same way. So although I rushed, no regrets there. And it is pretty funny that I literally needed to check it off in my life. But, you know, I check things. Box checking as bitch. Okay. So, anyway. And Drake being a part of it and dropping three songs. Grateful for him. Every time Drake... And and that's the other thing. It happened on Drake's birthday. So, I know for sure Drake got laid that night too. So, we have so much in common there. We both love to get laid on his birthday. This week, I'm loving the freaking fact that the Astros won the World Series. Like, fucking incredible. And the fact that Jeremy Pena, as we talked about last episode, he is now the World Series MVP as a rookie. Like, ah! That brings me so much joy because Homeboy achieved some of the greatest dreams in his, like, his wildest fucking dreams. Like, he is just happy to be a rookie and happy to be there, and Homeboy's walking away as a World Series champ and a World Series MVP in his first World Series. Like, ah! Oh my god, so fucking excited for him and proud of him and... He is doing you main proud. I can only hope to do the same things in my life in a different way for you main. I want to be an alumni that everyone out there can be proud of and can be like, look at that bitch. If she came from you main and she did it, I can do it too. Because once someone paves the way, there is always a path for others behind. And I love that. But anyway, I'm just loving life this week. Like, I put myself out there this week and I went on a date and it went well. I know sometimes, though, I do have the opinion that I don't know if I actually, in the beginning at least, I don't know if I actually like the person or if I'm just good at talking. Is that something that other people go through? Or is it just me? But, you know, sometimes I'm just like a really good talker and I am really interested in understanding people's stories and getting to know them and making connections. But sometimes I don't always know if I'm like super into them. But, you know, we're going to see how this one progresses. I'm not trying to pre-predict anything that's going to go down, but I'm just excited that I'm getting out there and going on dates and I'm just looking to put myself in rooms that I want to be in and make connections with cool people. And if I end up dating them, I end up dating them. If they just are a date that I go on, they're just a date that I go on. And you never know what can happen. I'm open to it. And yeah, so that's some big stuff that's going on. Um, I'm also just loving keeping the positivity up and 
Right now I'm manifesting something really huge. I'm manifesting something truly life-changing. And I hope that going forward I can share that with you. And we can all get super excited about it together. But yeah, so I'm just loving that. And it's good life. It's a great life. To keep it on the sex positive uh, realm of things, this week I started watching White Lotus, and I do have to say, like, if you haven't watched season one of White Lotus on HBO Max, watch it. So good. But uh, I started season two, and I'm already, like, obsessed. Like, I think season two is about to max season one, like, it already maxed it for me in the first fucking episode because I was laughing so goddamn hard. It was hilarious. And my favorite line is there's like a group that are there because the whole premise is there's a group of people that go to a resort and like some bad shit happens, some crazy shit happens. There's a lot of sex that happens in the show. But there's... um a group of dad, grandfather, and son. And they're all having a conversation about sex at the table since the grandfather is a horny old bastard. And the grandfather is talking about how he believes that you need to masturbate every day. He was told by a doctor that you need to masturbate every day or else you get backed up. So homeboy masturbates every day and freaking he he's talking about it and the grandson is like ill like no woman wants to see an 80 year old's junk like no one wants to have sex with an 80 year old why are you masturbating all the time like just basically (laughs) shitting on his grandfather for being old and still wanting to have sex And the grandfather responds with the most amazing line that I've ever heard in my life. It's a penis, not a sunset. (laughs) And I cackled, died fucking laughing. It's a penis, not a sunset. The most true fact I've ever heard in my life. I mean, they're not pretty. I mean, I've never quite seen one that I was like, gorgeous, beautiful, let's get her in vogue, or him in vogue, beautiful, no, it's a penis, you have sex, you're done, they're weird, some of them have hoods, some of them don't, some of them are big, some of them are small, some of them are white, some of them are black, some of them are brown. Some are different colors than the person that they're attached to. You can see some weird shit out there. So, be careful with those penises. And don't judge a penis by what it looks like. Judge it by the man it's attached to. Love you, bye.